This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. Seventy-seven WABC. Another pretty good Boston band right here, Aerosmith. As today, we remain Boston strong, commemorating 10 years since those tragic Boston bombings. We'll talk to former Patriot quarterback and Boston sports talk superstar Scott Zola coming up at 840. Aerosmith, dream on. You know, I think um, a lot of the folks that I'm arguing with over this, to share a kid, and we're arguing we actually agree with each other. It's both. It's He's too young, and he should still go to jail for a very long time. But I think people are confusing Courage with maturity. I don't know how much maturity it takes to take a gun and go into Afghanistan and kill somebody. It takes a lot of courage. These kids have more heart than anybody you'll ever meet in your life. A tremendous amount of courage and heart. But mature, that makes them mature because they got a gun and want somewhere to kill somebody? I don't think so. So I remain very steadfast in my opinion that a 21-year-old kid should never have that type of information. He's in a chat room like my 14-year-old son. You, don't, you should never have that information. doesn't make you mature because you're courageous, like a cop or a soldier. But anyway, my next guest, I'm sure had a great time yesterday celebrating Greek Easter from District 11, one of the most impressive politicians in the country. We've got her right here from Staten Island and Brooklyn, my friend Nicole Maliotakis. Nicole, good morning, sweetie. How are you? Good morning. Great to be with you. Great to have you, too. By the way, Jennifer Harrison will join me coming up in about 15 minutes. Jennifer is with Jim Jordan, Jose Alba, and a host of others in lower Manhattan this morning at this House Judiciary Committee meeting. where, of course, they're going over some of the crimes in an effort to point out what a lousy job Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg is doing. So Jen Harrison will join me at 825. And I guess we should start right there, Nicole. I commend Jim Jordan on this. I think more cities should actually do it. But why not start right here with the worst of them all, Alvin Bragg? You're absolutely right. And this is something that I've uh, been advocating for. Jim Jordan has been fantastic. And uh, we've, we've talked about legislation that I've drafted. The Prosecutors Need to Prosecute Act to expose rogue DAs 
like Alvin Bragg. And so I'm really happy that he's coming to New York City. I'm actually going to be heading there myself soon uh, because we need to let the public know the reality here. You have Hakeem Jeffries out there. You have Jerry Nadler out there, Mark Levine, the Manhattan Borough President, all out there saying that this is just perception, that there's really not a crime issue. I mean, it's absolutely outrageous that our elected leaders are telling the public that we don't have a crime issue when the fact is that if you add up all the felonies and all the misdemeanors in New York City, they have increased just over the last year from 2021 to 2022 by 20%. And since the bail law took effect, the disastrous monstrosity that they passed in Albany, which we've been fighting so hard to get fixed, um, we've seen uh, major felonies, the seven majors, the top seven majors, which would be everything from murder, rape, robbery, felony assault, burglary, Grand larceny, auto thefts, those are the seven major felonies. They have skyrocketed 25% since the bail law took effect. So they are playing numbers with the game. Uh, they're playing games with the numbers, but these are the numbers that really matter. Most, uh, whether it's a misdemeanor or whether it's a felony, you add those numbers up, it all comes out to being increase of double digits. And so uh, we need we need uh, to expose this. We need to push back on this narrative that you're seeing from the Democrat left that have actually put these policies in place and made New York City less safe. And that is exactly what the purpose of this hearing is today. You know, funny, you mentioned a bunch of people, but not the mayor. And it is no secret. It's been in many newspapers here, New York Daily News, more that the mayor and I have uh, forged a friendship. He's on this show quite a bit. He has not been on, though, for a bunch of weeks, and I haven't reached out. I was very angry with him the morning that Trump got indicted, before he knew Trump was getting indicted. I asked Adams, his last appearance on my show, if he thought Alvin Bragg was doing a good job, and he said yes, and that really pissed me off. Now, this morning is on MSNBC with Al Sharpton, another horrible person, going over the crime numbers and trying to convince me that per 100,000 people, the murder rate in Columbus, Ohio, where the Buckeyes play football, is triple what it is in New York. So I don't believe him. But even if it's true, why do I care? If Ohio's got bigger numbers, that's where Jim Jordan is from. I care about the numbers here. And the numbers here, regardless of Ohio or Florida, are still way too high. Why wouldn't Eric Adams care more about that than comparing his city to others? Yeah, look, if you take those seven major felonies that I mentioned and you divide the the number of arrests there uh, by the population of New York City, it comes out to be like one out of 67. So one out of 67 New Yorkers is a victim of one of those crimes. And if you throw in the the, the non-seven major felonies and uh, the misdemeanors, we're talking about one out of 18 people uh, being a victim of a crime. If you if you go by the population of the city, that is extraordinarily high, and we haven't been there in a long time. Uh, and so, I, I, I you know, I, it, what really mind boggles me and gets I think the public upset is that you actually have these elected leaders, the people whose job it is to keep us safe, going out there saying that everything's fine, there's nothing to see here. They are defending the the, the criminals and. Majority of victims under Alvin Bragg, right, in Manhattan, the majority of the victims do not get justice because roughly half felonies lead, in, lead to conviction. Uh, less than a third of the misdemeanors end up with a conviction. And then that doesn't even include the 1,100 felonies he just decided to not even prosecute. So, you know, when you, when you see that the vic- majority of victims are not getting justice under a particular district attorney, that is a problem. 
district attorney only cares about putting Trump away, get Trump. The Alan Dershowitz spoke the same thing with the Attorney General, Letitia James. They're both terrible. And, and look, this is uh, what he set out to do. He said it from day one, get Trump, put Trump away. And, and that's all he's uh, concerned about. So now, of course, we saw the indictment, which was a joke. We saw the arraignment, which was actually very sad to watch. And even Adams this morning on MSNBC uh, talked about this hearing, this committee, I should say, meeting today with Jordan and all these victims as a, quote, unquote, big Trump donation. I mean, the Trump derangement syndrome is alive and well, Nicole. It is worse than ever. And what they don't get is the more they do that, the better chance of giving him of returning to Pennsylvania Avenue. Yeah, well, and, and if you look at the staff, it's about 1,600 people, I think, that work in the DA's office, unbelievably large number, um, considering all these cases that aren't even being convicted, ending convictions. Um, but really what this is is he's created a constitutional crisis, Alvin Bragg. He is weaponizing our justice system, and this is just the latest attempt by Democrats to interfere Okay, with our election to undermine our democracy. Remember, they always accuse the Republicans of that. They're the ones who are actually doing it. And thankfully, we've been able to stop them so far. Because remember, they tried to pack the Supreme Court. They wanted to radically change our election laws. That was one of the first bills that I debated in Washington. You know, they tried to radically change our election laws. They wanted same-day voter registration. They wanted taxpayers to fund their campaigns. They wanted ballot harvesting. They wanted all these all these types of things that would have just, you know, really led to fraud. Um, and and they also attempted to end the Senate filibuster. Remember that one? Of course. And then here in New York City, they tried to let non-citizens vote in our elections. We sued. Uh, we sued, and we were able to stop them. And then they tried to gerrymander our districts, districts like mine, to try to tilt the scale and give themselves an advantage. We sued and we won again. We were able to get fair maps for New York. What happens when you get fair maps? Well, Republicans win because we're better on the ideas and the policies and the proposals, uh, and we actually win elections then. And so um, that is why we have a House majority right now is because of that lawsuit that was based on my district. Because remember, they tried to put me Staten Island and move me all the way to Park Slope and that whole you know, gerrymandering, uh, egregious gerrymandering by the corrupt d- Democrats in Albany. Uh, because we won that lawsuit, got fair maps, we have a House majority right now. But listen, you know, you, you, read, you read the paper, I'm sure, last week that, you know, Tish James and Kathy, and Kathy Hochul, they're trying to now bring this to court again. And they want to they want to redistrict the maps that were already drawn by an independent master as a result of the lawsuit uh, because they drew unconstitutional maps. Um, unbelievable that they're trying to bring this case up again uh, to try to, uh, you know, steal seats from us. You know, I was in a cab last week and I thought about you because I was in a certain part of New York City and I noticed that all of a sudden the price of my ride increased quite a bit. And I must say that when congestion pricing first became a big issue here in New York, that of all the local politicians – and you're really national, too. I get it. But uh, nobody was better on that than you. Now, I know Kathy Hochul has held up the budget because of bail reform, which is, I guess, somewhat shocking. But the point is, the budget is still being held up. Congestion pricing. There's other issues in the city. You talked about her and James trying to uh, redistrict again. And now, of course, this latest judge of hers, what a complete disaster. This guy lets rapists out. I mean, Kathy Hochul has to be the most inept and worst governor, worse than Cuomo maybe, in the history of this state. Yes or no? Well, look, it's, it's well, yes. And, 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 but what I would say is, is they're trying to do this to, again, rig 
rigged the courts uh, because they didn't like the outcome when it went to the Court of Appeals, which was all Democrat appointees, by the way. They didn't like that they ruled uh, in favor of you know, the Republicans who had sued because of these gerrymandered districts. So they're trying to change the outcome, you know, the courts, uh, the, the makeup of the court to affect the outcome of the court. I think that's what's happening here, and that's very unfortunate. Uh, and that just shows how corrupt and how, how they just don't stop the antics. Uh, but I'm confident that we've been able to stop them. All those list of, of what I mentioned before, of the ways that they've had tried to undermine our democracy, um, and, and we have fought them and won each and every time. Uh, we have to do it again. We have to make sure that uh, we preserve our judicial system, that we preserve uh, our, our um, institutions, the way we conduct our elections. Um, and, and, and that's really, I think, what, one of the biggest battles we have right now in this country is making sure that uh, we protect these incredible institutions that made us the nation that we are. Just had this conversation moments ago in the call with Rich Lowry, and that is that a very big GOP donor has decided to bail on Ron DeSantis. Two major reasons, of course, the latest abortion ban. So basically, DeSantis' stance on abortion and, of course, the book ban down in Florida. But the biggest story is is that the GOP donor said, i got to take my money out because it's becoming increasingly clear that Ron DeSantis is no longer electable. That has been the argument I've heard from some of my best friends against Donald Trump, that he's not electable yet. A huge donor just pulled their money after the abortion ban from Ron DeSantis. What do you think about that? Well, you know, I I remain hopeful that either of them would be electable against Joe Biden. I think, you know, we really do need to get back, though, to the important issues that are facing this country, and that is – our economy. We need to get inflation under control. We need to ramp up domestic energy production. President Trump did all those things. He was working to secure our border. He he had a track record of doing uh, smart uh, policy uh, initiatives. Okay, but but let me stop you for a second. You're right. He he did all of that, and yet, yet most of the candidates he endorsed lost, going back to the election day just Mm -hmm. last year, and that is because, whether you want to admit it or not, the Republican stance on abortion specifically is way too wide, way too wide. Do you not admit, Nicole, that unless Republicans find a way to center up on this abortion issue, it could be an ugly 2024 again, even though you just named Trump's great track record? Well, yeah, I think I think that did play a role. And I think that's why it did have the effect that it had in other other states here in New York, the Supreme Court decision. I think that's because New York had the most radical uh, late term law You know, up until birth. You can have an abortion uh, and they wanted the taxpayers to pay for it. Um, and, and Kathy Hoko was advertising, you know, tourism come to New York. Uh, and, 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 and actually, New York's law goes so far that if a woman is assaulted and loses her baby, in uh in an attack uh that there's there's no there's no there's no charge for that it's not considered a crime the, the murder of the baby and that i think is what really differentiates new york from from other areas and i think that's why it didn't play here in new york like it perhaps it had in other areas i also think you know you have to endorse candidates that reflect their districts i think in some cases uh some of the candidates were that were endorsed uh were not 
reflective of their constituency. I mean, you know, people want to elect somebody that they feel is one of them. That's what a representative is. You're supposed to be going to Washington to represent uh, our views. And, and that's why it's so incredible that important that you elect somebody who's from the district, who, who really knows the district, who, ex- who has the same experiences uh, and, and issues and, and problems that you do. Uh, and I think that that's always something that's real important, regardless of endorsements, you know, and, and, and I think that that may have been an area where uh, he may have uh, endorsed some people that weren't really uh, palatable for the districts. Agreed. Listen, as always, Nicole, terrific job. I hope you enjoyed your Greek Easter yesterday. I think the parade is on the 30th. Is that right this year? The parade is, yes, on the yeah. 30th. So we're looking forward to march it down. Fifth Avenue, and I know John Katsimatidis always makes sure that we're broadcasting live on your radio station, so we're excited about that. Uh, and just looking forward to celebrating our our rich Greek heritage and culture and sharing that with other New Yorkers. Absolutely. We've got a big float uh, in that parade that day as well, so we look forward to seeing you and your family, which I saw on the boat in that, during that big yacht deal a couple of years ago. Nicole, you're always terrific. Thank you so much for hopping on this morning. Continue your great work. We love you. Thank you so much. Great to be with you. Thank you. You got it. Nicole Mariotakis right here on Sid and Friends in the morning.